Welcome to A to D Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-states in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at krebskubota.com. Dot com. Uh, Zach, it is a Tuesday morning. The Michigan Wolverines are the NCAA champions, the college football champions. Uh, now Jim Harbaugh's future is up in the air on what he's going to do, just like the unknown future of Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. So uh, after every NFL team season ends, there is a locker room cleanout day where the media goes and meets the players who are grabbing all of their things and putting them in the glorious white clear trash bags as they exit the locker room, uh, wrapping up the season for the final time. The media gets to talk to these players before they disperse and go to their different areas of the country or Cancun, as Sean Murphy Bunting said. Uh, and so the last opportunity we get to see and talk to these guys as members of these of this team. And always, uh, in my 11 years now of being around the Titans as a media member, there's always a press conference from a head coach at minimum uh, to address the, the media uh, before the offseason begins. Now, by NFL rules, teams are required to have a press conference from the head coach or the general manager the week following the season's end. So the Tennessee Titans must have some type of press conference by the end of this week. It's either Mike Vrabel or it's Rain Carthon that will be at that uh, at that update uh, at that press conference because here's the update that we got from Diana Rossini yesterday afternoon. The coaching staff and players in Tennessee haven't been given an update about the status of head coach Mike Vrabel. I was told they are all waiting to hear. And so Zach, yesterday was definitely a crazy one. We'll get to some player reactions, but I felt like I was in jeopardy of missing any type of news. If I did not have earbuds in my ears, listening to something Titans related or having Twitter or my phone, at least within eyesight of a notification to come through, because I felt like you never know when this news might break or when the latest update will come through. Well, just like any business at the end of a certain year, whether it's the fiscal year or the season, you have an end of year review. And that review is usually done by your bosses. And your bosses, in this case, are billionaires. The billionaires make the decisions, ultimately, on if you stay or if you go. And, you know, Mike Vrabel's year, and really the last two years, because after 7-3 and three last year and the seven straight, you know, losing games, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, and then this year, which was a six-win season, which turned in, you know, really a five-win season. The last game was meaningless, but they ended up winning six games. I think you look at 
the happiness, the unhappiness, the cohesiveness, the rebuild, the salary cap, the amount of money you're going to spend this offseason, and if you feel that Mike Vrabel, who has has been reported about two years left to go on his deal, you know, what are you going to do with him? And, and how does he feel about all the changes that have occurred, right? The John Robinson, I mean, this is the quickest timeline that I can give you that we know. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel were on the same page when they first started, right? John Robinson went out and found Mike Vrabel, hired his guy after the malarkey situation, and they were going to go build a strong, physical, smart, tough football team. And they kind of did that, right? I mean, all told, they did that. They built that team for a period of time, Mm -hmm. and then bad decisions started to ensue with the bad first-round draft picks and then the trading of A.J. Brown, which all came to the firing of John Robinson by Amy Adams Strunk, the controlling owner, last season after the Philadelphia Eagles game. Then you get a brand-new, let's just say, general manager that has experience from the 49ers. And then there's rumors swirling that the NFL pressured Amy into making that hire. These are rumors pressured Amy into making that hire because he was a minority hire and they wanted that for the league. He, they go with Rand Carthon. It also has been stated that that was not Mike Vrabel's first choice that he had his own opinion on who should get the general manager job. And then now they've had about eight months to work together. They've had a draft. They've had all of these things. And now a bad season. They drafted a quarterback. Will Levis has come come in. And I think Mike Vrabel, you know, I think this has probably been the toughest year from start to finish that he's had as a head coach because of the results, the change, and then where we are now. They're going to have an end-of-season review, and ultimately, I think they both have to come. Let's put Rand Carthon aside. Mike Vrabel and the Titans brass, Amy Adams, Strunk, Kenneth, and the the people that control this franchise have got to come to a conclusion. Where do do we both stand? Relationship update. You know, like when you're dating somebody, you sometimes have a relationship update. Well, are we going to continue dating? Are we going to get engaged? Are we going to get married? Are we going to have kids? Are we going to have a future? Or are we going to go our separate ways and date yeah, other what people? What do I want? What do I see this relationship being versus what do you see this relationship being? And are we aligned to continue? Or should we just go ahead and stop before somebody gets very hurt? Right? <laughs> are we wasting exactly, each other's time? Exactly. And so here's like, I, I kind of want, before we hear from Will Levis and Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry, Let's kind of do a, a reset here because I don't think any of this was truly a possibility until the out smoke from New England. I don't know what type of smoke, what color smoke, but some smoke from New England started. November 5th is when Ben Volan published for the first time that Mike Vrabel is the quote unquote home run hire for the crafts if they move on from Bill Belichick. Now I'm not saying before November 5th there wasn't any uh, unsatisfaction with Rain Carthon's job performance or Mike Vrabel's job performance or what the future was going to be or if there wasn't things that needed to be ironed out after the season. But November 5th is when, hey, uh, the, the Patriots would be interested in trading for Mike Vrabel. 
that's when that began. Since then, and I heard Lucas Panzeca and Buck talk about this on The Zone yesterday, Lucas basically put it in three different categories of smoke of what is going on around this. There is the category of smoke that Mike Vrabel wants out. There is a category of smoke that the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon have friction and it's not going very well. Then there's the category of smoke that Robert Kraft will basically do anything he wants to get Mike Vrabel to replace Bill Belichick. And there's different national media members and Boston Globe members and uh, Greg Bedard and all this that fall into those different three categories of smoke. Nobody from the Nashville Titans media core falls in the line with those three different types of smoke. The Nashville media is the one categorizing the types of smoke rather than falling and believing into the smoke. So that's kind of where everything's been over now two full months of not knowing what the truth is, if it's a good relationship, bad relationship, if Mike Vrabel wants to be here, wants to be out, if Kraft wants to fire Belichick and wants to trade for Vrabel, if what does Amy Adams Strunk think? Because Diana Rossini uh, said a, a month or so ago that steady Vrabel, that is where Amy Adams Strunk and the Titans believe they want to keep Mike Vrabel for the long haul. So that's kind of the, the big picture in the last two months in Cliff Notes in the last 45 seconds. Well, there's there's levels of truth within all of that, right? Where there's smoke, uh, that's there's why I call fire. It, it's labeled types of smoke, right? It's types How of smoke. big is the fire, right? And I think I think Mike Vrabel is probably at a turning point because you know they refused to rebuild all last offseason. We're not rebuilding. We're we're resetting and we're gonna go for it. We're gonna trade. And well, we're going to sign DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't trade for him because he's a free agent. And they're going to try to put together. And that didn't work out. And then what do you know? Midway through the season, they're rebuilding. And they're heading into a rebuild, most likely without Derrick Henry, definitely without Ryan Tannehill, and a lot of money, close to $100 million or 70, 70 to $100 million full of cap space. And I think Mike Vrabel has got to figure out what franchise he wants to be a part of for a rebuild. Because mind you, if he does in fact find his way to New England or back to New England, they're not in like a playoff ready spot themselves. So no. it's just a different franchise. And that that franchise doesn't have a quarterback Titans have more of a quarterback oh, than it, that franchise. Now they have a higher pick and they are in prime position to select a quarterback. But I think this is an Amy and Mike conversation where Mike's probably got to air some of his grievances to what he enjoys and what he has not enjoyed about the experience over the last 365 days, working with Rand, working with other hires that have happened. Because Mike Vrabel is not the judge, jury, and executioner like Bill Belichick has been in New England, right? Yeah. Robert Kraft has given him the keys to the Maserati, and now Kraft is saying, okay, all right, the, the Maserati needs a tune-up. You can go ahead and give those keys back. You may be able to keep one key, or he may be taking all the others. Mike Vrabel sitting here and say, like, I don't have the keys. Like, I've had to deal with a lot of movement, and he's got to express to Amy what he wants, and ultimately, Amy has got to figure out if Mike Vrabel's the right guy to get them to a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, for sure. It is he the right guy to build them out of this, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel did take over a playoff roster. And now did they had to do some things and get some different players in here. And Ryan Tannehill uh, became and helped the offense get unlocked. You draft A.J. Brown together with John Robinson. And then Derrick Henry became Derrick Henry under Mike Vrabel, where he was not the same dude uh, when Mike Malarkey was the head coach. So there, there's more of this too. And so Nate's uh, major key says, uh, so uh, what Austin national media hiding it? Uh, y'all know what it is already. I get it. No, I, the, nobody knows what it is. I, and Zach's talked to sources. I've tried to do my work. Buck was at the building. Uh, Buck's done work. Sam's done work. We, we don't know right now. And so I think there's also the caveat of this is a unique GM head coach organiz- like setup, organizational setup that normally – Uh, The most common dynamic between general manager and head coach in the NFL is the GM is above the head coach, right? Most of the time, GM hires head coach and they work in unison together. But in this situation, the GM was fired and the head coach won that unofficial power struggle between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. And Vrabel was a part of the GM hire and Rand Carthon was brought in, and Rand, in Rand Carthon's words, he is to get the players to help Mike Vrabel win football games the way that Mike Vrabel wants to win football games, and that they are working as a unit. Are they even? Is there one true leader on the football operations side of this organization? Here's another thing. My, uh, John Robinson, over his tenure, earned the title of vice president within this organization. And, and John Robinson was running football operations. John Robinson was over top of the media relations group. He was general manager of the football roster and the decisions, the salary cap staff, and everything that goes underneath that scouting department, head coach and coaching staff, and also the media relations group. The public, that was John Robinson, vice president with the Tennessee Titans, and there is nothing. There is nobody with that head title. And so there is a little bit of like, who's on top of who, right? Like well, who well, is they said, they said, stuff, right? no, they told us, they said collaboration. How many times do they throw up on the, oh, the, the, I, I, right. the, the flaming thumbtack collaboration, collaboration. We're going to collaborate. We're collaborating. We're, hey, we're talking. We're collaborating. Sure. sure we no collaborate doubt. here. This is, a to Z, we collaborate. A and Z collaborate. We're, this is a collaboration. We collaborate. I, I, I think I call BS because when you have two ego-driven individuals at that make that type of money, somebody wins. There is there is some form of collaboration, but the cream usually rises, and it usually has. I, in my opinion, I think Mike Vrabel had earned the trust. The John Robinson. They were they were preaching collaboration with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel until one guy got let go because he made some bad decisions. Zach, I thought I thought Nick Suss, and I missed it at the time, but Nick Suss at the Tennessean put it this way. When there are two people at the top of a pyramid, one person's gonna fall off or get pushed off, right? Like rarely does it balance for that long. You can balance for a while. But at one point, somebody's going to fall. And are we at this point one year into it? I don't know. But let's hear from some Tennessee Titans players and their strong reactions 
to uh, the uncertainty around uh, head coach Mike Grable. But first, I want to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota, our friends that can help you out when it comes to your equipment needs. In the Middle Tennessee area, KrebsKubota.com is their website. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the entire mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Being an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry that you can find with the best warranties. So when that equipment needs the warranties, which is important when it comes to the equipment world because using a lot of power, a lot of force, working around the, the earth right there on your land, your property, getting those projects done. You need to make sure you get the warranties out to take advantage of the relationship that you can build with Krebs Kubota because they strive to have the best customer service in the area as well. And they've been doing it for over 18 years as a family-owned and operated company. Krebs Kubota has started in Columbia and have grown to Murfreesboro and Franklin as well. So go check them out for any of those equipment needs. Now they're in the new year. You get new projects. You get New Year's resolution. I'm going to fix this and that around the house, around the yard. Krebs Kubota is your place to get it going at KrebsKubota.com. Hey, Z Sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports for new users in your Apple or Android app store. That's BetMGM. All right. So, Zach, let's hear from rookie quarterback and who's now going into second year quarterback as his title. Will Levis, when asked about uh, the situation surrounding head coach Mike Vrabel. There's a lot of rumors about Mike, and obviously that would entail his staff. Continuity's helped a lot of young quarterbacks, and the lack of it's hurt, hurt a lot. How much would it help you to go forward with the same people in the same system? I mean, I love everyone that's building. I hope it stays the same. I hope that we're all able to grow and, and we're all able to stick together. Obviously, I don't have a say in any of those types of things, but, um, you know, Hopefully, hopefully it stays together and we're able to keep this thing going. Do you pay attention to that stuff at all? No, I mean, I've, I've heard of rumblings, you know. Uh, best to just ask the man himself, you know, so that's, that's what I did. So Have you talked to him, though, about about next year and things like that? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to communicate with us as soon as he knows, but I know he wants to be here. And, I, um, yeah, I don't really pay attention to what I see other than the information that I feel like is concrete that I can get from people in this building. So there's Will Levis. I know he wants to be here, right? And and I don't pay attention to the social media stuff. Uh, maybe Will Levis did that when he was in college, paying attention to social media. But I know he wants to be here. And I think, Zach, the buzzword that will be used with any conversation about Mike Vrabel's future regarding Will Levis is the continuity word, which, you know, Paul Karski asked the question, hey, continuity is important with a quarterback. We know that. And Levis agrees that continuity is is important when it comes to him. And Levis saying he wants him back because he likes the way they communicate and everything there. So what was your reaction to hearing uh, Levis talk about Vrabel? I mean, he was going to say all of those things. He, you know, he works for Mike Vrabel. He works for ten the Tennessee Titans. And so I thought, you know, Will Levis, on a side note, has grown up in a very short amount of time. You know, he's not eating banana pills anymore. He's not doing stupid-ass TikToks, dancing, like – He's grown up into a man to say, I got a lot of responsibility. I'm the face of a franchise. Doesn't mean he's not going to make, you know, he's still 20 something. So he, but I, I definitely feel like he's matured. And he honestly, he, he answered those questions the correct way is I, I asked him myself and he wants to be here. We know that he's heard that. Will Levis is also attuned. I also like that he, he, he didn't lie and say, I don't pay attention to social media. I, I'm not reading any of that stuff. That's a bunch of baloney. 
like you, they look at this stuff. Everybody looks at it. The stuff. It's too hard not to. And I think he does. You don't know what you don't know, right? And you also don't know something different. Like he's never had an offensive-minded head coach that comes up and schemes up plays, and they sit there and they talk one-on-one constantly and are on the same page because it's them against the world. Mike Vrabel is a defensive-minded head coach. He is a player coach. He is a manager, Mm -hmm. and he gets the most out of his team on all fronts. He's not this offensive-minded guru, right? There are different styles of coaching and different uh, forms of success in that sense. But I thought that Will Levis – I do think that he wants Mike Vrabel there because he doesn't know any better. And I think that Mike Vrabel has has helped Will Levis, to go back to what I said earlier, grow and mature as quick as he has in a short amount of time to be the starting quarterback of an NFL franchise. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Speaking of pyramid, there might have been somebody that Will Levis had on top of his pyramid, and then that person's been pushed off. And then there's less social media interest uh, for Will Levis there. So let's hear from uh, Jeffrey Simmons when it comes to the status of Mike Vrabel. Do you believe he's the man for the job and turning things around moving forward? And if so, why? Most definitely. You know, I've been here um, my whole year. I mean, my whole career since I've been in the NFL, I've been with Vrabel. And just the, um, the message he tried to get across to us. And, you know, things not always pretty. Um, as, as we know in this league, um, you know, we, we all know that everyone have a job to do. And, you know, us as players have a job to do. And sometimes that, you know, um, that um, job don't get done the way it's uh, supposed to. And sometimes, you know, that just looks like, you know, it's always the coaches. So sometimes we just not executing and putting a plan to work. So, um, you know, like I said, I've been believing in Coach Rayville's um, message to us. And, um, you know, it just sometimes, you know, things just don't happen the way it's supposed to happen. So, you know, um, hopefully, you know, going forward, you know, he's he is all coach. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's a business, like you said. So I don't know what may happen um you know i don't not hear nothing but you know like i said the thing with us you know we, we all have a job and um like i said that should be the message going into this off season and uh coming back during for next season we all have to do better and do our job better and so and there's jeffrey simmons basically saying look it is the players <laughs> a lot of these times that you know we're always trying to have the question of when things go bad is it the coach's fault or is the player's fault Look, there's obviously situations where both are, are the correct answer, but Big Jeff basically saying, and we know, and Zoe is in there on in the chat saying, of course, Big Jeff and Vrabel, those those two guys go together like peas and carrots. And I, I feel like Jeff, Jeff and Vrabel feels like one of those strong relationships to where um, you know you trust that Jeffrey Simmons truly wants Mike Vrabel. And so, what was your reaction to hearing Jeff? Well, I think. You know, very similar to Will Levis, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is the leader on the defensive side of the football. And that, I think he, you know, Mike Vrabel has helped Jeffrey Simmons in his career from start to finish. And I think Jeffrey Simmons wants Mike Vrabel. I think they're on the same page. They have a connection and a relationship. Um, And so I think, I think Jeffrey Simmons, different than Will Levis, has uh, a reason for Mike Vrabel staying his head coach. But at the end of the day, he didn't make that decision. This is up to, uh, you know, above the pay grade, as they say. And that's Amy and, and Mike's Mike's decision. And players, 
you know, they, they're asked about this, but you know, you're asked about your bosses. So you got to kind of keep your mouth like somewhat shut in your opinion, because you don't also don't want to get yourself in trouble by saying something that, you know, could, could get you, get you a story written about you. Yeah. And I, and I saw a lot of comments from Facebook and YouTube and from you guys this morning and Caleb, I liked this one earlier is it players have strong reactions. Like would they say anything else than it was, that was not said like for sure. But I think with, with both of the players that we've heard from, and we're about to hear from Harold Landry is that there's reasons, different reasons that these guys all said of why they still think Mike Vrabel is the right guy uh, to be the Titans head coach. So here's Harold. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. To be honest, I mean, it was a tough year, you know. Um, but like I said, man, I mean, guys are still playing hard for him, you know. And like I said before, you know, I feel as prepared as I can be, as I can possibly be for every single game. So. So look, there's Will Levis. Continuity is important. I want Mike Vrabel. I like how we communicated and want to build on that. Jeffrey Simmons. Every, you know, Vrabel and the coaches, the plan they put together, I trust it. And sometimes we, the players, don't execute. And uh, Harold Landry, as bad as this season was, everybody's still fighting for that guy. And everybody trusts that he has them prepared to go into games. Now, were they prepared to go into Houston the week before the Jacksonville game? I don't, didn't look like it, but they came back and they whipped up on the Jags ass uh, a couple days ago and sent them home or to Cancun or wherever. So there's three different players saying, I have saying two things. I have no idea. Haven't heard anything. And also a different reason of why they think Vrabel needs to stay. Um, but they all agree that, you know, those are three guys that, are going to be relied on quite a bit in 2024 and, and beyond for this franchise to get back to making the playoffs. And there's also the unique thing too, Zach, and I've said a lot here, but this is Mike Vrabel not talking to the media and everybody's waiting to know right after not just missing the playoffs, but the first time that he's missed the playoffs in back-to-back years, right? Like you can understand. Well, that's why, the, I mean, that's yeah. why we're having this conversation guys. For sure. It's wins and losses. The reason why that Mike Vrabel, like, this is not nothing. This is something. This is a little bit out of the ordinary. When you got two years left to go on your contract, you've come off back-to-back bad seasons of missing the playoffs for the first time in your head coaching career. You got a brand new general manager. There are rumors swirling like wildfire all across the league, and you don't talk at the end. And the reason why he hasn't talked yet is because he doesn't have any answers. He needs to go into that room and talk to Amy and figure out some answers on if we're going to stay or if we're going to go. And then I'm sure they're going to say, we had a good conversation. This is the direction we're going to go. Or we're going to hear a report that Mike Vrabel's on the move. (laughs) Because this, and, and Tony says, nope, this is because New England. And it could be, right? Because there could be an opportunity for a, a unique situation uh to move on from Mike Grable. So Zach, we've talked a lot. I think we've had a really good conversation to this point, but now it's uh time to truly get to the bottom of this. So we, there's three options here. Three options for uh the Tennessee Titans and Mike Grable. Will Mike Grable stay with the Titans, be traded or be fired? Will Mike Grable stay with the Titans, be traded or fired. We're going to get to all of your comments with Zach first to everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. 
Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan over two years ago, and I'm glad that I did. Across the state of Tennessee, Health, Dental, and Vision, 200-plus locations across the state. If you are a Tennessean, you need to check out Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've helped me and my family. They can help you and your family. Been in business over 75 years. They're trusted by A to Z Sports. They're trusted by the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Volunteers. You'll see them all across the state, whether it's partnerships or advertising, they're a partner of ours because we I endorse them because I use them. I trust them. I can use whatever health plan that I damn well please, to be honest, and I choose Farmborough Health Plans because it is the best for me. So you can call or go online and get a quote at Farmborough Health Plans of Tennessee. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Get started today. All right, Ben and GM, it's that time of year. Uh, for you guys to win big with our first bet offer. That's BetMGM uh, with code ATOZ Sports. Make sure you sign up with the app and use our code ATOZ Sports. You get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. It's a great time to do it. Playoff season, uh, college football just wrapped up, but you got playoffs coming up this weekend with six incredible games uh, coming up over the next three days, over the, the long weekend for some. And also, uh, NBA is in full swing. College hoops coming up too. So make sure you take advantage by downloading the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one or, or older. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification. Eligible requirements. First online room money wager only. Rewards issued non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem games, sport call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Three options, three outcomes for Mike Vrabel. This is our predictive segment. What do we think is going to happen? Will Mike Vrabel stay with the Titans, be traded, or be fired? Zach, I'll send you to the chat. Yep, got to scroll back up. Got a lot of comments coming in. And this is tough because we don't know anything. This is kind of literally a guess from, but this is why we have conversations. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Got a lot of comments Brock thinks that Mike Vrabel will be traded. Jameson says, New England trades Bill and we trade Vrabel. Historic coaching trades in the making, maybe, LOL. Zoe thinks he's staying. Traded from Michael. Vrabel will stay if Henry stays. Well, uh, Henry's not probably going to stay, so Gilbert. Yeah. Traded from Dalton. John says traded. Clayton says fired. Stay from uh, guy. Nicole says stay as well. Traded for major keys. Traded ASAP from Andre. Caleb says he's going to be traded. Jermel, stay. Branded, stay. Traded from Titans. Kyle, got to be a trade. I hope he's fired. So we kind of get our, the first fired comment coming in here from Kendrell. Let's see. Uh, stay. A couple stays coming in here from Wesley and Don and Two-Tone Malone. Be traded from Lee, stay from Duran. Rooney says stay, traded from Cost, traded, traded from Connor and uh, R-E-K-T. Uh, Dorian says stay with a bunch of exclamation points. Stay, I hope. Uh, Al Pierce goes traded. Billy says stay. You know, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, traded to stay. That is kind of the between. Not a lot of fired. Steven puts it in this order. Trade, fired, stay. So least likely is stay from Stephen Wood Jr. A lot of comments rolling in here and a lot of good ones. And we appreciate all of the interaction. Mm -hmm. Austin 
what do you think will yeah. happen with Mike Vrabel? Right. So just want a disclaimer. I do not know anything uh, in particular, right? I just want to throw that out there because it is very much unknown here, but I'm going to do my best to connect dots. I think the most likely outcome. Is this what is you a, think is going to happen? The, the most likely. I, I just want to, I, I want you to be I'm definite what you think is going to happen. I'm uh, telling you. What I think is going to happen is that Mike Vrabel will stay the Titans head coach. I think the reason why they are taking some time to have him talk to the media and flesh things out is because they need to flesh things out. And somebody I was texting with people, I forget a lot of people yesterday. What would have, what would Mike Vrabel have said to the media? if he had in fact talked to the media yesterday in a press conference without talking to Amy Adams Strunk and or Rain Carthon first, like there's nothing, there's no Monday reviewing the tape. Like Monday press conferences for Vrabel are about reviewing the tape and saying more about the game prior than what he said post game press conference. Well, you're not doing that because nobody gives a damn anymore. We're moving on. The season is over. And so there's really nothing that Mike Vrabel could have said because there's things they had to work through. And Section 240, Bonafide Bro says, what exactly what he said last year. Well, last year you knew Rabel wasn't going anywhere. You fired John Robinson and you knew he was there. But there's all this smoke going around his name. He He's going to get up there on Monday and answer questions about his future that he has no idea and has to talk to Amy. So... I think the mo- what I think is going to happen is he he will stay. That is the most likely scenario for me. They just need proper time, and maybe Monday was not it, but proper time to get in a room and talk things through and to figure out how to get on the same page so there's not two people on top of a pyramid where one falls off. They can either shave off the top point of the pyramid and stay up there together or find out the right balance on top of the pyramid there too. So I think, I think stay to this point. That is my most likely scenario. I'll let you go and react before I go any deeper. So I think this is a a little bit of like somewhat pinup aggression, but I do believe Mike Vrabel when he says that he wants to be in Tennessee. I think he enjoys it here. I think he, he likes the franchise, I think that he is stable. I think that he likes the people that he works with. You know, all in all, I, I think I, he likes Nashville. I think he likes the area that he's in. He's not necessarily somebody who's gone. You know, Derrick Henry spends a lot of his time in Dallas. Derrick Henry loves Nashville, but he goes and has his training resources in Dallas. You know, now, Ryan and, Tannehill goes like, to Florida. Like, guys go all over the place. Well, and Mike Vrabel is also not, like, the journeyman that has spent a bunch of different places all throughout his life. Like, he was in New England for a long period of time. That's why we're talking about the, the Patriots connection, right? And then he played for, what, the Steelers or the Chiefs, and, you know, and then he Steelers he rookie moved. contract, yeah. Now, were, in yeah. coaching, when he signed up for coaching, he knew that there was going to be moves made. And so – coaching for Ohio State and Houston and then now Tennessee. But I do think that there's stability. I think that if Mike Vrabel, and he's under contract, I think that is valuable. I do think that the timetable does make sense for 
the ownership group to field any calls that could be field, you know? And I also think that it gives them some time to think the direction of their franchise. Here's another thing that I disagree with. I don't know if it's Troy or somebody in the chat earlier said that Will Levis was not Mike Vrabel's choice. I disagree with that. I believe that Mike Vrabel wanted or was okay with drafting Will Levis. They had a full night to discuss that, right? Like he wasn't a first round pick, like things happened in the first round. This was very strategic and poignant to go up and trade up for Will Levis. So well, there was if talk Mike Vrabel was so anti against that, I think that he would have made his sentiments known. And I don't think the first year general manager throws a finger to the head coach and says, we're drafting him anyway. I think no. that was a collaborative effort to draft Will Levis. I agree. I, and we, as Trey points out, we know uh, that Andre Dillard was a Rabel free agent sign off. Uh, then you look at the others, the the San Francisco uh, acquisition connections, right? That are the trio of Aziz, Daniel Brunskill, and Arden Key. Arden Key, not directly from San Fran, but was in San Fran before the one year in Jacksonville. Those were seemed and felt very much like Rand Carthon sign-offs on those free agent moves. And then Sean Murphy bunting is kind of the one guy that didn't really necessarily have that we don't know who signed who or who favored what. They just what. needed a cornerback. Yeah, they just needed a corner, and Sean Murphy Bunting was on the same plane as Aziz, and it happened, right? Whatever happened. And and I think that worked out, and we'll have Sean Murphy Bunting conversations as long as all those, as well as all those guys later on. So I, I don't necessarily think that Mike Vra like somebody asked this in the chat, are the rumors between Rain and Vrabel true? And you got to like be specific with what rumors. Like not every relationship in the NFL is going to be pretty, right? Uh, Jeff Simmons said it. It's not pretty in this league, but winning covers up a lot of stuff. I'm sure there's dysfunction all over the San Francisco 49ers and Baltimore Ravens organizations. Hell, the Philadelphia Eagles are a freaking mess right now and after going 10-1 and one and falling apart like they did. But when you win a lot of games – then that stuff keeps you moving forward and you view and look past some of that stuff. I think, I think to respond to that, I think it's less about winning and more about the timeline. Rand Carthon was just hired. You're yes. telling me that there's dysfunction within a year of working with a guy? That maybe stems, I think, a, a greater eye-opening experience if those rumors are true. And look, I've heard rumors. Other people have reported rumors. I've heard some dysfunction rumors. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but it's the level. But like, it's, what, it, what but are you dysfunctional What's the about? level? But it's within a year. No, I mean, that's it, what I'm saying. But, like, but are you like, are you dysfunction and, and are you not on the same page about something that's very important? Like the franchise quarter? Collaboration for no, I understand. And no, now all of a sudden, like the rumors are coming out that you can't collaborate. If you go into a relationship saying we are going to collaborate and that is the relationship. And then less than a year later, you sit there and say, well, no, we're not collaborating. I want all the power or he has too much power. I think that's something that's not nothing. And I do think that that will be brought up when Mike Vrabel and 
Amy Adams Strunk have a conversation. I'd be curious to see what that room looks like. Is it just ownership group and Mike Vrabel or is Rand Carthon in that room? Like those are all things that matter. I think to make the decision on if you stay or go and can you make up and how long can you make up for sure? And so there was, here's, there were reports by multiple people that, you know, Mike Vrabel and ownership will figure out the future, you know, this week, right? Diana Rossini said on Sunday that there was no scheduled meeting between ownership, Vrabel and Carthon, but there was ownership and Vrabel figuring it out this week, but nothing that included Carthon on the docket. At that point when Diana said that. So who's in the room? Is is it just between Amy and Vrabel to figure things out? Or is Rand involved in that? Do you figure things out, then bring Rand in? I don't know. But like there are different levels of dysfunction. Some of it can be ironed out pretty quickly. And it's not that big of a deal, big picture. Other is we can't go the same direction like you're saying. If you get together with, with somebody and one person wants zero kids, let's tie the tubes now, and the other person wants four, that's dysfunction that will never be working long-term. Like somebody is going to have to compromise to an unrealistic, unfair level. But what is it in between? Is it just that, you know, I don't want um, you to do, I don't know. Well, what, what do you stuff. think Mike Vrabel wants? I think that's I, the I key. Mike, I think, here's what I think. I think Mike Vrabel wants a better understanding of, this is just me putting pieces together. Vrabel wants a better understanding of the workflow, job responsibility, and the tree, right? If Amy Adams Strunk is on the top of the tree, where do the branches connect and how do they go down? So I, you think, want, I, think, so I think that's fair. I think that's a pretty good response because I think they went into it to say we're collaborating, figure it out, and then they realized that they probably couldn't figure it out as easy as the word collaboration yeah, branches aren't connected in some places. And I don't like if Mike Vrabel is in the middle of October and they have two defensive back injuries in that game. And Hey, we need guys in here working out on Tuesday so we can sign somebody to, to dress people on Sunday. Who does, who is in charge of that? Right. Because there's, there's ran, then there's like two or three different assistant general managers. So, Who's like, what's the responsibilities for everybody, right? That's kind of what I feel like it could be. All right, so I'll here's my answer. I think ultimately, Amy Adams Strunk and Mike Vrabel have a conversation and they come to terms to stay. I think Mike Vrabel, and I've kind of said this throughout the course of the year when all the other rumors were swirling, and I think it's definitely gotten more, we found out more information over the last several weeks, but I stand by. People are trying to trade Vrabel for a first-round pick, you know, mid mid-season and all this other crap. I, I didn't, I didn't buy that. I still, I think that it's maybe, you know, Bill Belichick is still the head coach of the New England Patriots, too, right? So a he, lot of things have to happen. To but there are, there is movement within the league. So I'm not naive to that. But I think that Mike Vrabel wants to be here. I think they just have to come together to say, how are we going to rebuild this franchise? And how are we going to take your ideas and your ideas and blend them together to make really good ideas and try to go help Will Levis 
build something around him, protect his ass, give him something to throw to, and give him a running back to hand off to, and then get a defense that can take the football away, some somebody that can protect your punter, and go after and, and compete in the AFC. Because as we've said, as this as drafts have happened, the Texans are better, the Colts are better, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are better. They're all better than the Tennessee Titans right now. So you better figure something out. And it's I, I do think Mike Vrabel uh, remains the head coach. I do think that this conversation puts a timeline on his tenure, which means if the Titans have another bad season next year, I don't mm-hmm. think Mike Vrabel survives. So yep. you talk about hot seat meter, and I'm not saying Mike Vrabel is on the hot seat, but this, you just, we talked about like relationship conversations. When you sit here and you say, all right, we're not going to yell at each other anymore. We're not going to get it in arguments about little things. And then, you know, four weeks later or five weeks later, you're sitting there bitching over, you know, why the air fryer is unplugged. Ah, there's your sign. Probably need to move on. So I think I think that is where Mike Vrabel's timeline. But I do think cooler heads prevail. And Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthon, and Amy Adams Strunk come together and they try to, they got $70 million to work with. It's not like it's going to be a, a bad offseason. It's going to be pretty fun. You can go target your guys. But with that amount of money, I think Mike Vrabel wants probably a little bit more say in how they spend it. Just tell me what type of pasta we're going we're gonna to have. You could go buy the damn pasta. I just want... I want rigatoni, all right? Go buy, you can buy it, Carthon. You can buy the sauce. We have an Alfredo or marinara. You can decide that. But they, the collaboration, I think I kind of figured something out along the way. And this is where talking it out. I think they went into the relationship saying, we're going to work together. And now that they've worked together and lost a lot of games, they just need to figure out how they're going to work together. I think I think the collaboration focus of the offseason was an overcompensation for what they just got out of. Well, you got one guy who's been there and one guy who's new. No, and but that I'm saying always always creates something. For sure. But I'm thinking the, the collaboration focus was because of how uncollaborative John Robinson was at the end. And so that's where I believe that comes in. All right. We got a lot um of of uh conversations in here now we got people talking about what pasta is the best uh pasta sucks from yeah, all he's a like, pin a guy I, you it, know it, what? It Under, on- underrated pasta didelini didelini mm. is tops on my list it's a smaller pasta but you know if i don't Look, have a it say de- then i can't depends, I can. it depends on the sauce you got if you got a right? chunky sauce and you Very want some fusilli to get this to get the chunks within it then there Very you go true. you can't uh, it depends on everything. Everything's situational football here uh, when it comes to your pasta talk. All right, so Zach, don't forget Super Chats. We will have Super Chats coming. There's a lot of them, uh, but I do want to get into, we did our predictive question. Now, what is our opinion question? Because what is your best case scenario? Now, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think is the best case scenario in your mind? The best case scenario for how this Titans and Mike Vrabel situation plays out. This is where I think it's going to get fascinating. Uh, but I'll tell you guys about the Boning Joint Institute. We've been working with the Boning Joint Institute for quite a while now here as we enter 2024 uh, and excited about what the Boning Joint Institute can do for you. Injuries suck. We all know that, whether it's in the football field, 
uh, whether it's in just life, uh, your son or daughter gets hurt playing youth sports. You need somebody you can trust and somebody you can go to when it comes to getting back on the field or back in life uh, after dealing with that injury. Don't let it linger. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got all the experts that specialize in every type of injury that you could possibly pop up in life. And they've got all the resources right there under one roof, right in Franklin, on the heart of Franklin, off the interstate, super easy and accessible to get to, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. BetMGM, right there on the bottom of the screen, you can see it, the bonus code ATOZ Sports, the king of sportsbook. You can download the app in your Apple or Android app store. You've got playoffs on the horizon. You've got NBA. You've got all these different things now that college football is concluded. Download BetMGM app, the BetMGM app today and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, so Zach, we asked, what is your best case scenario? For Mike Vrabel, the super chats go kind of go along <clears throat> with the best case scenario conversation uh, based on me scanning those. So, um, Zach, I'll let you go to the chat. Best case scenarios flying in here because we asked earlier, what do you think is going to happen? Vrabel stays traded or fired. What's the best case scenario from everybody on Facebook and on YouTube? By the way, hit that like button. We need more likes on the show. We've got a great audience in here interacting. We need more people to hit the like button for us. We, we, we appreciate that. Uh, yeah, scrolling down, uh, kind of hard to sift through these as mm. far as you know how how the how it's structured. But uh, let's see, Devin says best case, Mike stays and they take away his power to hire slash fire coaches. I don't think that's going to happen. That's not um, a realistic scenario. In my if Vrabel goes to the Patriots, I'm betting Ryan goes with him. Um, Vrabel stays along with Tim Kelly, keeping coach Vrabel. I think trading is the best case scenario. We are basically re rebuilding anyway, get the picks. Uh, so that kind of gives you a uh, best case scenario is the Titans trade Vrabel to the Patriots for at least the third overall pick when asked for permission to talk to Titans offensive coordinator who has Rand Carthon ties, sign him as an offensive minded head coach that calls their own plays, ends the offensive coordinator carousel for Will Levis. So, Larry, I will talk about, and this is a, a, a problem that has been spoken about many times. The New England Patriots are not going to trade that third overall pick, okay? You look at the history, you trade for a head coach when you have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. And trading from third to seventh is stupid, is dumb. You are trading out of a scenario to go get your quarterback. You're also trading out of, if you believe in Caleb Williams, the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, because you can possibly trade up with the Bears and you're only going to have a couple of spots. So stop thinking that way. It is really irritating, to be honest. Is Oh, the pick swap. They're not going to do that, Okay. I've said that all year long. You're not trading a top five pick to get a, a coach in the door without a quarterback. A quarterback is more valuable than a head coach in the NFL. Always has been. Always will be. They get paid a lot more too. Doesn't mean that a, a head coach is not valuable. I think that's why we're having the conversation. But all right, I, so, I'm done with that. All right, so to branch off of that, I'll answer my question, the question and what I think is the best case scenario. I do think the best case scenario is to trade Mike Vrabel. 
and it is to the Patriots. And I understand the third overall pick is not in play. You do but understand that now, okay? I, have you I, can now have we put, put that to now, bed, Austin? Yeah, I'm putting it to bed right now. The the okay. draft order is set. The third overall pick will not be used in a trade or a pick swap. If the Titans were fifth or fourth, like if they lost that game under the Jags and the Cardinals won, the Chargers won, the Titans end up with a fourth pick, then moving from three to four, what's is that even worth it in the Mike Rabel compensation for that trade? No, for the Titans. But do you get a future first rounder? What is the situation there? That's something that can be ironed out. But the Titans, in my opinion, the best case scenario, because there's already this clock starting meeting, like we've talked about, Zach, the relationship has already had this event that we are not going to forget. That is a standard setting clock starting event that we always look back to. Now there's the expiration date is probably a lot earlier than maybe if you were avoiding this event. and so. I think the best case scenario is to get something for Mike Vrabel this offseason, whether it's a future first, this year it's a third rounder and a future first, whatever that is. Mike Vrabel goes to New England, and the Tennessee Titans can go get a new offensive-minded head coach for Will Levis going into year two rather than going into year three. Because I think because Will Levis is a second-round pick, he's got four years on his rookie deal where he's cheap, only a total of $9 million. The Tennessee Titans need to maximize the next three years of Will Levis before you have to decide to pay him $50 million a year or not. Because the odds are the going rate for a franchise quarterback by the time Will Levis has finished his third season going into his fourth is going to be a lot higher than what Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert all just got, which was the lowest, was $50 million a year. It's probably going to be 60. And if Will Levis is not that level quarterback, it's still a lot of money. And so if you can find your Doug Peterson to help Trevor Lawrence, even though it didn't work out this year, there's injuries involved in that, right? But I think it's because you have this event of standard setting relationship event going through next season and then having the inevitable happen of Vrabel not working out parting ways. And now you're going into year three. Now you're in that deciding year with a new name and a new mind working with Levis and you got to put it together fast. And then you're going to make a multi hundred million dollar decision on a quarterback off of one year. That's tougher. And so the best case scenario, trade him, bring in. My pick would be Bobby Slowick from the Texans. There's a lot of reasons for it. Is it going to happen? Who knows? But that would be my ideal best case scenario for this situation. So get a King's ransom for Mike Vrabel and you can move on. Uh, that is the best case scenario, right? But realistically, I kind of want to bring this back in to realistic. I actually, Mike Vrabel is a proven winner. He hasn't won the last couple of years, but he has proven that he is a good head coach. I mean, some coaches are bad head coaches, right? Ask the no Chicago doubt. Bears. They've been through. Ask the Chargers. And the Browns for a long time, right? Bad coaches. The Lions for a long time. The Titans Former have Former employers coach. of Adam Gase. Austin, what do you think about this? 
we all know that if Mike Vrabel was on the open market, he'd find a job tomorrow. Yeah. What does that say? What does that say about what you have in house? It says that you have a quality coach and I, look, I, I have not, I said, what do I think is going to happen? I think Mike Vrabel will stay was the best case scenario is that you can trade Mike Vrabel, get compensation for him. And you have an opportunity to take the next step, right? Like I had not said, you Mike could Vrabel also should... get a bad, go hire a bad coach. You could, you, you I could. know you're optimistic and that's how we kind of think in these scenarios, Sure, but you could go hire a bad coach and Will Levis doesn't work out because he's been a bad coach, Ken Wizenhunt, and all of a sudden, you talk about year four, the last year of his contract, you got a bad coach and not a very good quarterback. Right, but here's here's the difference, though. Will Levis was a second-round pick. So you've kind of got a little bit of house money here because you didn't invest a first top 10 pick in a quarterback future. You've invested a 33 overall pick and a future third-round pick to trade up for it. So you kind of playing with house money to hit it big, to hit it big. And so the opportunity has to present itself to have a suitor for Vrabel. I am totally fine with the Tennessee Titans keeping Mike Vrabel and Will Levis. If Mike Vrabel and Will Levis are together in 2024, I think the Titans could win the AFC South. Sure, wide open. I think that I truly feel that way. And they got resources to go make it even more likely. But I'm thinking long-term because I've, I predicted this offensive coordinator cycle and carousel. I, I predicted this back in 2018 when Mike Vrabel was hired and it has played out exactly how I thought it was going to. Either you've got bad, good, or mediocre and you're going to be stuck with mediocre until you fire them and then you're going to have lose the good ones to a head coaching job and you're going to have to fire the bad ones and you're going to get a setback because you had a bad one. But it's going to continue to rotate. And so if you have an opportunity to go take a leap, it is a risk, but if you take a leap to say, how can we truly go for it? And the Eagles did this. The Eagles did this with Nick Sirianni and pairing him up with that second round quarterback to go for it. They got really freaking close last year. Hard to and talk about the Eagles at this point. I, I know, but like, but Nick Sirianni seems like he's a very yeah, but they reactive. fell apart. I mean, they have yeah, fallen and, apart. Yeah, they absolutely have. In and a very you, short amount of time. And that that is lack of stability. So, you know, bringing up the Eagles, and we don't know, the Eagles could make a Super Bowl run. Who knows, right? But for the last month and a half, that has been a seismic collapse from a extremely talented, good football team to now their leadership is uncertain their players are unhappy and that's where you a, a coach you could take a risk but that's why i said in two years you may be in that scenario yeah, but, but, but like, i think the reason and like you can learn from the eagles with good and bad in this in this experiment right the good is that they made a move to help a second round quarterback to to go all in on that and they got into the super bowl and pretty close to getting it done but the reason why it might fall apart is because the individual they hired to go along with that head coach is too reactive of a person to be even-headed and level-headed like Mike Vrabel has shown us to be. And, and so, and so that, that's that's where I go with my best-case scenario. Okay. I think you keep Mike Vrabel 
you say to the public that they're on the same page. Mike Vrabel's probably the best, well, has been the best person in this franchise's history to attain free agents. Nobody would come to this franchise before Mike Vrabel. Nobody was looking at him. Okay, so that's fair. So Mike Vrabel, with Mike Vrabel, now you've got to express the continuity within the organization after this week if this is the route you're going to go. Tim Kelly's not getting a head coaching job, so he's going to still stay in the building. I think Tim, Tim Kelly upgraded over Todd Downing. I think another year, Will Levis can do some things. I think Tim Kelly can learn and build off of his year as an offensive coordinator. I think defensively, they can get back to playing really good ball like they have. And I think he got 72 million reasons this offseason for Mike Vrabel to go jockey as a player's coach to go get better players. And if and, it and works, you start building. Because Mike Vrabel has proven that the he can be stable when he has stability. This has been a very unstable season because I think Again, there's been a lot of reasons. We've listed quite a bit of them in this show. But I think that's the best case scenario. And Austin, we all know that if the best case scenario turns into the worst case scenario, Mike Vrabel's no longer the head coach after the end of next year. And then you go get your offensive-minded coach. Will Levis, you're going to sign him or not regardless. I mean, you're going to figure him out. He's either going to be injury-prone because they hadn't protected him all this season. He's going to take that next step. He's going to be dominant. And you can go surround him with some really good pieces this offseason. But Mike Vrabel still needs to be the head coach in my best case scenario. Okay. And the, the one thing I'll push back on is you said Mike Vrabel's been the best person to attract free agents in this organization, which is true. But I don't know if we truly know the value of what that aspect is because this past off season is the only off season that Vrabel has had, not John Robinson to make those free agent signings and acquisitions. Well, the Titans didn't have the cap space to go out there and flex that Vrabel muscle of attracting the top free agents because free agents has been mostly swing and misses for the Tennessee Titans as Vrabel has been the head coach. Deandre Hopkins is the one thing you can point at and say, that was fantastic. Like of, Mike Rabel. Yeah, but it's attaining them. You don't know whether they work or not is 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 kind of like, that's a crapshoot. That's called, welcome to free agency. Yeah, that's but Judevian Clowney and Mike Vrabel had a great relationship in Houston. It comes here and it completely falls apart. Judevian right? Clowney wouldn't even have thought about it. Julio Jones wouldn't even thought about it. That That's what I'm saying. That's what Mike Vrabel gives you. I get it. That he probably Bobby's, yeah. Bobby doesn't give you. Uh, yeah, Mike Vrabel puts you on the NFL map. There's no doubt about that. And There's this no franchise as a small market team needs to be on the map if they're going to compete without that top-level elite franchise quarterback that does what Vrabel does. Because yeah. Will Lev Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those guys, they pull in free agents because they are that dude. The yeah. Titans don't have that luxury. Well, they Mike had Vrabel Henry. is their luxury. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill was a trade. Julio Jones was a trade. Now, Julio had to kind of agree to that, right? We yeah, understand I mean, there's the nuances decision. in that. Yeah, but still, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into this. But so you now take that away, and Austin, you're a, and in your scenario, 
you got draft picks, so you that means you trust Ran. You're a small market team with an unproven quarterback and an unproven coach. You have nothing to sell in your best case scenario. And I think that is troublesome because we've seen that before. And that before gets the Titans at 500. All right. Um, Super chats real quick. Andre says, Florio claims I've gotten wind on this back in July. If he's trying to power play more than get him out now, team needs a whole new direction. Andre continues and says, it goes in with the pick swap. Uh, That's not necessarily going to happen right there. But Zachary says, uh, if the Titans fire Mike, they're stupid. J-Rob gave him a crap roster for two years and Rand tried his best to fix it, but can't yet, so it's not on Mike. I, I don't think there's a lot of incorrect uh, thoughts there. Yeah, you were never going to fully fix the situation here. Uh, there was just a lot of bumpy roads um, into that. Uh, Kick of the King says, if Amy hires an arbiter for Vrabel, a GM for the GM will be the worst thing to happen for the franchise. Another yes man for Vrabel. This is madness. Amy Adam Strunk is final say, not some arbiter. So that kind of goes into, you know, a different, I brought up John Robinson at a vice president label. There is no such uh, person right now uh, in the Titans organization over football operations. Um, Andre says, if Amy appeases Vrabel, it would be a spit in the face to ran and make the Titans look like more of a joke across the NFL. If he stays, he can't have it his way with the front office. I mean, I, I don't think it has to be that way. If he stays like, it doesn't have to be a spit in the face. It just has to be, let's get organized. You know, yeah, I, I think what there's is a your lot- job and what is my job? Yeah. Like I, you, you have to have that as you grow as a franchise, as a company, as a team, as an organization, like you have to have roles. Everybody mm-hmm. can't do one person can't do everything, right? But you also have to have leadership roles and what they do and what it is viewed upon within the franchise and within ownership. And that takes some hard conversations sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you got to kind of swallow some pride to say, all right. That's not my role. This is my role. That is my role. That's not, and I don't think, I just don't think that conversation has been had yet. Yeah. Uh, Kane says, who from the organization has said Vrabel's possibly out, or was it a BS source that nobody can validate until the organization says something? This is all potential. But according to sources, yeah, it's been a complete mess, Kane. Uh, nobody's denying that. Uh, Connor, Vrabel isn't blameless here, correct? His staff choices are not as good as, as at whole. Let Jim Schwartz walk, had a good hand in signing Dillard, uh, and plus he wanted Ryan Cowden. Yeah, there's a, a few things in there that you can always poke hole in, holes in for sure. Vrabel's not had uh, some – he's not been great when it comes to hires. You can point your finger at a lot of different position coaches as well. Kick of the King says, without overpaying, who wants to come to this mess in Tennessee? An indictment against Vrabel, in his honest opinion, he needs to go but waiting on New England. That could be the case. You're trying to wait to see all the – all these things play out. Uh, and then Kane asked, what is the actual cap availability? Does anyone know? I heard on this show and others between 70 million and a hundred million, please clarify. So the salary cap is not official until the league new year. So we're just going off of what they project the salary cap to be. So there's no specific number that is concrete yet. Um, but it is roughly 70 to 85 ish depending on where you're looking at and depending on what the actual salary cap uh, will be. And 
um, who is cut, who is kept, all that stuff too. I've so seen I, I have seen anywhere from seventy four to seventy six million. So if you really want to be specific, it's not a hundred, it's not fifty. It's anywhere between, let's just give you a range of 70 to 80. So yeah. there's $10 million difference of people coming and going over the next, you know, in end of year. For sure. And uh, look, that's, that's, it's one of the highest cap availabilities in the entire league. So we do know that much. Yeah. I think right, it's Zach, like two. Yeah. Um, the bears might be somebody with a lot of cap space. There's, uh, Colts. There's the Colts, Colts. That's right. The Colts have a ton. It's crazy. All right. Time to get the shade. Zach, are you ready for some throwing shade? I'm ready. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. So go see them in Lebanon. Say, hey, a pain bone for us at Wilson County Hyundai. We love to throw shade every Tuesday to wrap up the show. If you've got shade, let us hear it. So throw some shade. Zach, I'll uh, hand you the floor. All right, so my shade actually happened last night. I got two forms of shade. One is kind of funny. The other one is just real. Let's go with the real one. Okay. Very disappointed in Michael Penix Jr. He played one of the worst games that I've I've seen a quarterback at that stage play. Had numerous wide open wide receivers and missed them. On top of that, his right tackle 73 should be ashamed. He played an even worse game for Michael Penix Jr. But Washington, I felt like had control of the game for literally a quarter and a half and did nothing with it. And that game could have been a lot closer. Michigan, I thought overall was the better football team heading into it. But kudos to Washington to make the adjustments. But damn, you got to make those throws, Michael Penix Jr. And he was not able to make it. I look at him a little bit different because of that. Uh, that's my first shade. My second shade is, oh, how the times have changed. I loved this tweet because this is funny. Uh, Jack Mack from Barstool says, Super Bowl one, QB at halftime smoking a cigarette. Tonight, J.J. McCarthy talking to his therapist doing mental health checks in the fourth quarter. How's that saying going? Hard times create strong men. Well, I'll complete the, the saying. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create... Uh, easy times create... Uh, I actually don't know the, the saying. But that that is in a nutshell of how far we've come is Super Bowl one smoking cigarettes, mental therapists. And look, this is don't, you don't get it. Your panties in a wad saying, Oh, don't make fun of mental health. It's just funny of how the difference of where we were and where we are JJ McCarthy, very Zen. And he made a big play, but I just think that it is funny of how, uh, how far from start to finish of, uh, those different games. And I do want to well, look up that saying because that saying is true. Well, there's also the fact that, you know, all the people that smoke cigarettes that. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a joke. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I know, but it's like, or you can have uh, uneducated versus educated. Uneducated smoking cigarettes at halftime or educated trying to focus on how you can maximize yourself well no so here's the correct saying hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men 
weak men create hard times. It is, it's, 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 it's a back and forth. And it, that will always happen in the history of human mankind. You get a billionaire, their grandson is probably going to be a little twerp that spends all the money. And then yeah. their son is going to have to work really, really hard to get back to being that way. That's all it's saying is, is there's a different mentality of obviously we've learned a lot from the 1950s. I just think it's funny how the coverage of where we are of a, a, a mental therapist is on the sidelines compared to where we were in 1960. Or you can say it's a lot harder to go and talk to a mental therapist or a therapist than it is to smoke cigarettes at halftime. I'll tell you that much. You know, it's, it, I, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, it, it's a, you're taking it personally. It's a no, joke. because I think it's stupid. <laughs> go look at the comments. Go look at the comments of that. That's tweet. fine. You are oh, all, yeah. the, you are the people in the comments. <laughs> okay. What I'm the people that it's a bad, it's like I, it's a cheap, low hanging joke. joke. I, it's a joke. Don't take it personally. It's a joke. I'm not taking personal. I just think you, it's, you are. I think you're getting offended. I'm not taking it personally. I just think it's a caveman. Look out, look at how alpha I am. Joke that's just dumb. <laughs> it, it's, I'm not hurt. It's a joke. <laughs> I, yeah, it's okay. Of, that's fine. Of, we were smoking cigarettes in 1960 to mental therapists. That's no, it's like, where that, are we going to be in, in 2050? No, that's fine. Like if you leave it, but the whole like insinuation that men have gotten soft, Look, I'm not saying that we have changed over generations. I'm not saying that, but well, we have, like, yeah, the, that's what we have changed. Over generations. I, I'm not saying that we haven't. That's what my point is. We have changed. We have adapted. We have grown as a race, as a, human being whatever and so i i just think the fact that it was the this is it was insinuating that this is creating a soft generation because those other guys were smoking cigarettes at halftime like how far we've come yeah but it's that is, a joke i know it's a stupid joke it's not funny i just think it's not funny yeah it's a joke uh, okay. You could take it personally if you want to, but I'm not taking it personally. I'm not taking it personally. I just think it's dumb. Go look at the comments. <laughs> the comments are how you took it. That, I, I, yeah, because it's it's stupid, right? And and that's what people are going to do. Uh, all right. So uh, Charlie's going to call me as soft as a pillow. James going to call me soft. That's fine. It's just a uh, joke. I'm not. I, you're not calling you soft. It's just like you can I, take it for what it is. You don't have to take it like literally of like. Oh my gosh, smoking I'm cigarettes not, is I'm so much greater than therapy. That's not, not what the a, joke is. I'm not offended by it. I'm not like, because thank just you. Just how uh, you responded, I do believe you were offended. No, I'm not offended. Somebody said um, it's not offensive. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. And I'm not offended by it. I'm not going to lose sleep or have it change my day because I'm offended by a tweet about a joke. I mean, having a therapist on the sidelines is pretty funny. Like, that on guy's the, been there on for, the sidelines. Did you? So, I mean, did I, you, I, I, yes, I, I know the story on it. I, he's I've been there for I've, like d generations and decades. I, I, I understand that, but like, what his jo job is on the sidelines of a football game is very unique compared to smoking cigarettes in 1960. That's yes. The there's joke. been a lot of change. Yes. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, you know what's a joke? The United States Postal Service. That is a real joke. Because they don't understand how to switch mail from one address to the next address and have it work smoothly. Because I have been at my new house for now over a month. It's been a month and a half. And I still 
cannot track down mail that was supposed to be forwarded when I do everything I'm supposed to do by going to their website, by setting up all the forwarding situation that's supposed to be. I did it ahead of time. I even set the forwarding date ahead of my actual move day. And so the fact that it's the second week of January and I haven't gotten mail that I set up to happen in the third week of November is an absolute joke. That is terrible. I, I, uh, it's driving me insane, insane because I, I'm trying to track down business mail when it comes to a lot of different things. And I can't figure out where the hell it is. It's not getting sent back to sender. If it's not getting forwarded to my new address, it's just in the USPS abyss. That is my problem. Talk about something that hasn't changed from 1960 to today. Yes. <laughs> the there U.S. Postal Service. Uh, that's a good joke right there. Oh, God. I, I'm, I'm with you. Anything that has to do with the Postal Service or, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to put all government-run organizations into that category, but that is a, a struggle in our nation is government-run organizations at times. The U.S. Postal Service is one of them. All right, we sit here and we wait. We wait for the Mike Vrabel news. We'll see what would happen. And uh, Diner City again, everybody's waiting. Even the coaching staff and the players for the Titans uh, are waiting to hear what the future of Mike Vrabel is. We will do the same thing, but make sure you hit the like button on the show. We need more likes to help our show grow, to help you guys have more conversations in the chat and more likes on Facebook and YouTube. Help us out with that. Buck Rising will have the latest with A to Z Sports Primetime tonight at 8. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.